Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Eternal MMA 76, how good was that? That was a, that was an incredible card. Uh, do let me know what you think in the comments, whether you're watching on YouTube, uh, Instagram, or just listen to the podcast, head to one of the social pipes. Let me know what you think, but we're going to go through a, a, a couple of them now. Uh, stay tuned, follow Australian MMA, because we'll be having a chat to Callum the Rockstar Potter, former UFC fighter himself, uh, and uh, host of the Rockstar Ramblings. We'll be chatting on Monday about all the fights, but we'll just quickly go through it. Like I said, hopefully I do piss you off, but jump in the comments. Let me know what you think about the card, who guys should be fighting next and and whatnot. First fight of the card. (coughs) (coughs) I mean, mate, took my breath away. George Mangos versus Aaron McConnell. Now, you need to understand just how good Aaron McConnell is. Trained at Jackson Week. I I know you're tired of hearing of it. Uh, but look, he's beaten Tom Nolan, who's now five and zero as a pro and fighting on Dana White contender series. That is how good Aaron McConnell was. Uh, sorry, he is. But George Mangos made it look like it was because, geez, I mean, one other fight as a pro on beatdown promotions, I think, uh, with Damian Brown. But George Mangos just the way he put Aaron McConnell away just shows you just how good he is. That was. That was incredible. I mean, and there's not much you can say. Aaron McConnell, I think, knocked the rust off, mate. You'll be back. Uh, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do next. Look, you're a hell of a fighter. You've held titles in Australia before. You will be back. But George Mangos, I mean, as as uh, fight uh, fight night Australia said, I believe in 2022, uh, the fighter to watch. So so do check that out. Uh, moving on, Toby Meach, Jamie Renault. Look, I'm. I know, I know Toby Meach by name, not enough by game, and I do apologize for that, Mr. Toby Meach. Uh, look, training our scrappy MMA, uh, that was a sick guillotine. It's, I believe he got, uh, I like to find out from Jamie, but I believe he got finished twice. I believe there was like two taps in there. That's how good Toby Meach was. But look, I'm assuming he goes into a top 10 guy immediately. Uh, I, I really don't know. Let me know what you think, Toby Meach fans, Toby Meach yourself. Let me know what you think. I uh, did not know your game as well as I should have before, and I do apologize, but, man, I'm keeping an eye on it now. That is for sure. Uh, we move on, of course. Like I said, we'll, we'll go into these fights with, with Callum Potter on Monday. I, I just want to sift through them, and, and, and do let me know your thoughts of Eternal MMA 76. But John Bruin out of City Kickboxing, 7-3, and three, taking on Wes Kappa. More than a decade and a half out of the ring, out of the cage, out of the cage, as I say, because he's been the ring with boxing and Muay Thai. But 14 years, it was listed as he's not been in the cage, but it's been closer to nine if, if you talk to him. There's some lodged and unlodged fights. But either way, a decade out. And look, he's always been a striker. Like I, I first knew Wes Kappa because uh, him and my cousin fought to a split decision, Isaac Tisdall, who was a... Uh, and I've been the lightweight eternal MMA champion 14, 15 years ago. So that's how good Wes Kappa was. He was fighting that caliber all the way back then. Uh, so super impressive. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. And I even chatted to Wes. And I'm a Perth guy. I thought John was going to take him down, maybe take his neck and, and, and take him out. I, re- I really did. And then I'll, I'll take my hat off uh, figuratively because... Man, Wes, you proved me wrong. You're 34. You look 24. Uh, you were incredible. You got out of those grappling exchanges. The body shots hurt me, and I was watching it on the stream. It was just incredible. Uh, and obviously, you're you're a killer on the mic. 
Um, he was entertaining as that propeller hat that you wear to the ring. Look, it just, I want to see one more fight, maybe against a real heavy grappler, like almost like an unfair grappler, like a, like a brown belt, black belt. And if you stop that, have a title fight. I just, I want to see him. I want to see, I want to see the worst grappler, the best grappler thrown at Wes. And if, if Wes can, Wes can do it and put him away, then give him a title fight. I mean, like you said, he doesn't have, he doesn't have long left um, and he's back in it. So look, I, I really want to see that. And, um, and John Bruin, look, city kickboxing. I'm tired of t- saying it. I'm tired of everyone else saying it, but Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker, Eugene Bearman, city kickboxing is what it is. You know what I mean? You, you know how good they are. So for Wes to, to put them away, put him away, it's look incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let me know who you think where you should fight next. I'm looking for a top 10, top five fighter. I'm probably looking for a top five fighter. Let me know who you think where you should fight. I know that was, I believe, a super lightweight. So I think it was like 73, 74 kilos. But look, let's assume he's going to go to lightweight and um, and, and we'll see who he fights Who he fights next. Hey, give him give him Blake Donnelly, which we'll talk, we'll talk about next. That's how good Wes, Wes Capper is. Um, our olden mates, uh, Stu Dare. First of all, Alden Bates is hits as hard as anyone, man. He is like he's got Nokia phones in his hands, man. Yeah, indestructible fists. Uh, he throws bricks from his hips and he flatlines people. Um, and him doing that stood there, or uh, at least getting getting the finish. Look, Alden Bates coming back from that uh, Jack Della knockout, and of course the 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 injury he had to his knee. Look, it, it's impressive to see. The, the Varke fight was was great. Um, it's always a brawl with Alden Bates. It's never going to be flawlessly pretty, but he wins the war. And uh, him and uh, the guys at Wolves Den should be so happy. Um, I would like to see one more fight, honestly, before the welterweight belt with uh, Joseph Luciano. I just, I don't know why. It's just, I mean, I could be wrong. Literally jump in the comments, let me know if I'm wrong. Um... I would actually probably like to see that Andrew Mills fight, uh, him and Andrew Mills fight, and then Luciano, they can fight in September. I actually really I think that would be a great fight. I don't see why he doesn't get the Andrew Mills fight in. It was very interesting that Blake Richardson, the the uh, announcer, literally was like, you need the title belt. And Alden Bates was almost like, yeah, fuck that. I want to fight Andrew Mills, which is weird, but I liked it. So I, wanted, I definitely want to see that fight. Um, and uh, Luciano can just wait in the wings till September till uh, he gets a, a, a number one contender. Even even though Eternal has uh, basically said no, Alden, you'll you, you're getting that one. Um, Stu Dare, of course, uh, retiring as well. Um, I mean, once again, tired of saying it, but he fought the likes of Israel Adesanya. He's fought the best of the best uh, in mixed martial arts. He's the truest and the definition of of the word veteran in MMA. So congrats, Stu, on a, on a hell of a career and the, the part of Australian MMA and what I'm doing here is I hope I can highlight you to, to some degree to where people understand just how good you were and just how game you were and just how important you were uh, to the sport. If I can't do it for you, I want to do it for, for the next wave um, because you, mate, um, hat off to you figuratively. Um, just incredible, incredible career, and uh, and I, I wish you all the best uh, in your future. And Alan Bates, keep it running, man. Like two thirty-six year olds looking twenty-six. Uh, up next, co-main event: Quillen Southfield. I mean, look, 
they talked in the in the interviews about uh, people were saying that it was too soon for you to get the title shot. You know very well, mate. That a lot of that was me. I was I was pushing that three and one. I did not think it was time. Not for skill. I've always known Quillen Southfield uh, since he's first walked in. I always thought he was amazing, um, just incredible. And um, but for him to uh, for him to put Blake Donnelly away like that, just super impressive. I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, for Quillen, um, and he really is the real deal. Uh, his teammates knew it, Romelu Lestro, the Lestro Combat Academy. Um, but look, the fight I want to see next, 100%, is Quillen Southfield versus Josh Togo. Um, I think it's time. Uh, that would be a great fight. Um, for Blake Donnelly, um, mind the, the Dimps Gillies rematch. I think that would be a nice, a nice rematch. Um, Unfortunately for Blake, a lot of his losses, in fact, his two losses have come from, you know, within the first minute. They almost got that, like, Cowboy Cerrone style. I don't think it's true. I just think it's just the, the, the name of the game. Like, this is how it's worked out for him, is that his two losses have come uh, to early early knockouts. Um, Blake Donnelly is, is high class, um, but it will be interesting to see if this affects... Uh, his mentality. Who do you think Blake should fight next? Or Quillen should fight next? Let me know uh, in the comments uh, or abusively send me messages. Uh, finally, finishing it off, I mean, got to give a round of applause. Justin Van Heerden is the most, the, the biggest favorited underdog I've ever seen in Australian MMA. He put Rod Costa away in the same spot two years later the same way he got put away. It, like, it's just it, it's impressive. The two of the best grapplers in Australia in MMA and both of their fights have finished with strikes. Like, look, he defends his featherweight belt. He defends his under, underdog title. And uh, look, he could very much be ready for the UFC. And I'm sick of, I am sick of talking about it because I want to focus on the Australian MMA fights. But if, look, Rod Costa will be back. It's 34, but he'll he'll be back. I'd like to see that bantamweight belt. I'll make two fights here. You let me know if I'm an idiot in the comments, YouTube or Instagram, wherever you are, on the podcast. Find a way to abuse me. Rod Costa versus Cody Harden for the bantamweight title in Perth. I think it would be the biggest. HB- they talked about a record crowd at HBF Stadium. Uh, I reckon that would fill the stadium. Cody Harden versus Rod Costa for the Eternal Bantamweight Championship. And finally, Justin Van Heerden. I do not know how you can do it as they are two of the biggest promotions in the country and I don't see them ever getting along in terms of they're both going to want this fight. Justin Van Heerden versus Khan Offley. Winner take all. You become the Hex champ if you win. You become the Eternal champ if you win. And you ride off into the sunset and you go to UFC Sydney. Of course, that's not going to happen, especially with the promotions belts. But look, I don't care who. Khan Offley versus Justin Van Heerden needs to happen from a character standpoint, from a story standpoint. Both of those boys will end up in the UFC. I don't. I think they both can skip the contender series 
The winner of that fight gets on a pay-per-view card. I think it's as simple as that. Now, Cam at Eternal, Jacob at Hex, I don't know what you need to do, but you have a chat, you co-promote it. Hell, call Suman in Sydney and do it at Urban Fighter. I don't care. Make that fight. Justin Van Heerden versus Khan Offley. But what a display. Uh, I just got a message then from Justin Van Heerden. Um, hopefully we're going to have a chat to him. I want to find out a little bit more. But ladies and gentlemen, Eternal MMA 76. Let me know what you think in the comments. I don't care if you got to tell me I'm an, I'm an idiot. Tell me. I just fucking love these fights. Good night.